Hello. Hi. Jo- Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Good evening. evening. Yeah. Good speaking with you. Yeah. Finally. You too. Sorry, it took so long to organize. Yeah, that's not a problem. I'm so excited that this is working finally because in the past I've used Zoom. Oh yeah. Yeah, but here uh, I, I I'm happy that. Yeah, this hopefully this well. will work. I, hopefully yeah. technology will be on our I side. Hope... <laughs> yeah, great. I hope so. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for connecting. No, Georgie. thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so how is it? Where where are you speaking from? The UK? Yeah, I'm in the UK. So I'm originally from Manchester, but I, I'm based in London at the minute. So, yeah, coming to you from London. Okay, okay, that's cool. What's the situation in London? Uh, with COVID? Yeah. Yes, 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 with COVID, yeah, with COVID, obviously. That's like the default. Yeah. Um, so we're in a lockdown at the minute, our second lockdown, but we're out of lockdown on Wednesday. Um, but then, still then, it's in. It's quite strict, you know, can't really travel. Um, restaurants, I think, are opening again in certain areas. Uh, but at the minute, it's pretty strict. Yeah, second lockdown. Whereabouts are you based? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I live in Lagos, Nigeria. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, there was a kind of a peak situation during, like, in the past two months, in the past few months, but that has stopped now. And things are back to normal, back to the fall. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so in Nigeria, people do not wear masks anymore, but this might also be risky. Yeah. But. Yeah, this might be risky, but that is what the situation looks like in Lagos, Nigeria. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's quite amazing. But then people are also scared. Like, we are not even sure if there's going to be a second version Mm -hmm. of COVID. Yeah. Well, hopefully if there is one, then there'll be a vaccination by then. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So what was the what's the situation with the with the with 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 issues around vaccinations in the UK? Um. So nothing's really been confirmed a hundred percent with the with the vaccine yet. I know there's a big research project going on in Oxford. Um. I think they're hoping to start to get it rolled out in the new year. Um. But nothing's really been a hundred percent finalized yet. You know, there's lots of big news articles saying the vaccine is here, the vaccine is here, but, um nothing's been nothing's been yeah. finalized yet uh but they're hoping i think just to, to start to roll things out in the new year fingers crossed <laughs> okay that's cool not a problem we just hope things get back to normal yeah again. whatever new- normal is can't even remember normal life <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay georgie so we need to get into the business of today um sorry sorry i'm going to be taking like um 15 minutes of your time perfect yeah, so um, I know this is the weekend, so but it's fine. That's why that's why I keep thanking you for giving us this opportunity to speak to no, you. No, it's fine. Thank you for for giving us the opportunity to speak to you as well. It's yeah, on both parts. Very grateful. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I, I we were going to know. I, I was going to ask you questions about um, I, just simple questions. I want this to be like a free conversation. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been doing. Yeah, that's, that's what we've been doing. Nothing too formal, just a free a free space where we just talk. About however, how how we want to talk about how free we want to talk about and yeah. So um, I'm going to start by asking you questions around. Yeah, maybe you could let tell us about about um, missing medicines. 
Yeah. Yeah, of course. So do you, yeah. want, me, do you want me to just go ahead and yeah, explain? So then, kind let's, of... start, let's start. Let, yeah, let's start from knowing who you are, where you work and about missing medicines and then your role. Okay, fab. Um, so yeah, I volunteer and campaign with Youth Stop AIDS, um, which is a network of young people set up in 2003. Um, basically, a group of students came together and they wanted to do more to respond to the HIV and AIDS epidemic. Um, they were kind of angry at the lack of financial and political commitment of the UK. Um, and they really saw a role of kind of young people within that within that movement. Um, so I've been campaigning with Youth Stop AIDS now for about four years. Um, I started as a university student um, doing just kind of work within my local my local area in London. Mm. And then a few years ago, I got elected to be on the steering committee of Youth Stop AIDS as their oh. missing medicines officer. Um, so that basically means that I focus on all of our access to medicines work, um, supporting campaigners, um, assisting with the design and execution of campaigns. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much what, what I do here at You Stop AIDS. Um, there's obviously loads of other areas that we look at as well. So we have kind of two main campaigns that we focus on missing medicines and it ain't over. Um, both obviously focusing, Miss Medicine's focusing on um, access to medicines issues and then It Ain't Over, um, focusing a little bit more on getting the, the government to reprioritise HIV and putting political and financial pressure on the government. How, how are your experiences working with young people? Sorry, I just missed the first part of your question then, I'm sorry. Yeah, which, which of them actually? Okay, which of them? I, I can't remember again the one I asked. Um, the your second question you just asked, I just missed the first part. Sorry, the the signal okay, went okay, crackly. Okay, so oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So I was asking, um, how how often do you work with young people? What 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 do you, your, what would be your experiences working with young people? If you like to, if you would like to narrate to us. Yeah, of course. Um, so the way that, that Youth Stop AIDS is kind of set up is that we have um, groups and young people based kind of all around the, the country here in the UK. Um, so we're set up predominantly within universities. So um, we'll have small, small groups based at universities, um, mm -hmm. maybe like five or six young people per university that are all really passionate about the, the subject. Um, so I think we currently have about 10 groups based around the UK. Um, we then also have our steering committee. So that's kind of where, where I'm sat. There's eight of us on the steering committee. Yeah. Um, so locally groups kind of get together. Well, without COVID, our groups try and get together like weekly. Um, we have three major events throughout the year where we try and get all of our campaigners together. Um, obviously with COVID at the minute, they are kind of going virtual. We actually have the first um, of our of our. Uh, events for this academic year happening mm. on Tuesday for World AIDS Day so that's going to be really exciting we're going to get a load of our young people together on oh, Zoom um, to do an incredible event hopefully get some of our MPs involved which is going to be amazing um, but yeah we have three major events per year where we get all of our campaigners together um, but within groups groups kind of meet yeah weekly bi-weekly mm -hmm. whatever they whatever that kind of works for them mm -hmm. okay Okay, so Georgie, uh, the the other question I have is to find out, uh, you know, the since the situation of the COVID nineteen pandemic came to mm -hmm. be, we've been trying to analyze, trying to study, examine how this terrible pandemic has come to 
um, affect or influence people's work. So I would like to ask how, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected your work and all your activities and around HIV and AIDS? Yeah, so I mean, obviously putting major, major spanners in a lot of the work that we do, of course, being based at universities, um, predominantly, most mm. universities and schools closed, uh, um, everything went online. So that mm. was a, a huge kind of learning curve and adjustment for us to take everything online um, to keep kind of young people and campaigners engaged. That mm. was a, a major, major change for us. Mm. And of course, with anything to do with global health, yeah. you can't, we can't launch a campaign at the minute without having to consider COVID. Um, so we actually launched a campaign back in March um, after kind of the COVID-19 pan pandemic occurred. We kind of noticed that young people living with HIV um, were kind of being left behind and not really considered in a few decisions being made. Yeah. So we launched a, a COVID-19 video stories project and we asked kind of young people living with HIV from around yeah. the world. I saw to... that on the website. I saw that. On the... Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we're actually um, launching the video on Tuesday. So everyone should go and check out social media and things. So the, oh, nice. the video is going to be launching on Tuesday. Oh, um, and this kind of thank you thank you it was really exciting uh, we got mm. some um incredible responses from young people from all around the world which is oh, amazing um and yeah we managed to kind of take um key concerns of what young people told us um through the videos to kind of design um the campaign that's going to be launching on tuesday along with along with the the video so yeah it's strange to be in the global health world at the minute because um You've obviously got to consider COVID nineteen and everything that we do. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's uh, it's it's really strange. I'm, uh, I know everyone's kind of sick of hearing COVID nineteen, but it's inevitable that it's there in 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 all of global health work. So, yeah, it was big adjustments. We had a campaign that launched in February that kind of we immediately had to just get rid of and, and scrap because all of our focus then had to be switched to COVID. Um, so it kind of turned everything. 360 but really excited to have these kind of video stories be launched yeah. on tuesday along with along with our other campaign which is going to be step up for hiv um so considering covid and, and young people living with hiv so hopefully it's hopefully some good has come from from this new campaign that we can launch so yeah okay that's great i'm i'm actually now looking forward to the video i can't wait maybe to share or maybe we can have a conversation later on when the video yeah definitely around the video yeah congratulations georgie and your team thank you yeah yeah so i i was going to ask about what what um i was going to ask you about the video to just give us a detail but i think that's enough i it's okay i what we've had now is fine. So we can actually have a conversation later on when the video is out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, definitely. So um, the next question I was going to ask you is about what, what, what has been the response from the people, from the government, from your stakeholders around your work so far? What? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, an interesting one because... Um, in many ways, global health is is kind of on everyone's mind, which is is quite nice. Uh, it's quite good to to have people um, thinking about global health. Um, but in many ways, obviously, there's always the concern that that HIV is is going to be forgotten about, um, and that we're kind of going to do irreversible damage this this year. You know, so many gains have been made over the last twenty mm -hmm. years. Um, there's okay. obviously that that huge concern that financial and like political prioritization like yeah. just won't be there mm. um there's obviously the sustainable development goals to to end aids by 2030 we've got 
only 10 years left to do that and um we're actually off track to achieve that before covid so um now covid is here as well it's yeah obviously big concerns that mm-hmm. um there's going to be continued kind of underfunding and um political neglect and things like that um yeah. but it has also been really great to see people um kind of reacting to to hopefully reacting really positively to the the, the campaign that we launch on tuesday and um, hopefully we'll be able to encourage the government to to reprioritize hiv and um and tb and malaria as well um to hopefully bring it back to the forefront of people's minds but it's also on, a, on the kind of other note of working with young people and having yeah. um all of our campaigners do everything virtually it's been really nice to kind of have this um unity you know you have these zoom calls where you get to meet or see um people maybe based in um the north of england i'm based in in london so maybe i wouldn't have been able to see them because we wouldn't have been able to meet up um in person because they're in a different city but now because everything's online you can connect with all these people even just now like me and you connecting we potentially wouldn't have done this before covid Mm -hmm. um so, yeah, it's been nice to kind of see people be able to connect, connect with loads of different um, networks of young people and different organisations around the world and kind of find imaginative um, and engaging ways to kind of keep that momentum going. Yeah, going, yeah. 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 Okay, so, um, Georgie, um, well, th- th- maybe this is going to be like, I don't know if it's a personal question. <laughs> I'm going to ask you like a person. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a personal question, but I was going to find out what really inspires your work. What are the inspirations and motivations behind your work? Um, I think for me, it's I. I really believe in the power of young people. Okay. I believe that young people are have such powerful voices. Mm. Um. I was probably inspired to go into like the the charitable sector when I was like. 15 when I was young and I remember being in an assembly at school and, and having someone come and, and talk to us about volunteering and that's kind of what mm. first inspired me to get into volunteering um my kind of passion for global health came a little later I got um, an amazing opportunity to to live in South Africa when I was 18 um and that's kind of where my my kind of passion for global health mm. started started to grow when I came back to the UK that's when I found you stop aids and it's just such an incredible feeling to be surrounded by so many young people who are so passionate about something. And I think that's what really inspires me is that I believe that this is an incredible cause. And I believe that I'm surrounded by people who also believe it's an incredible cause. You know, it's, it's such a, it's one of the only spaces in my life that you know that everyone there is Mm. so passionate. And that's just one of the most incredible feelings to, Mm. to have those zoom calls or those meetings in person when we could and be excited to see these people and create Mm. these spaces. Um, Mm. I think for me, that's really what motivates me when you see, other young people like striving within their sector um that's what really pushes me and motivates me because yeah I just believe that young people have such a huge voice and I'm so excited mm. for the mm. future and for what young people can achieve yeah thank you so much Georgie for your honest and detailed um uh, responses I, I really know it's all right yeah so we we, we, we obviously and luckily got into the time, which is like 15 minutes or 16. We, we try to make the podcast a little bit short, so it's more... Oh, fab. Yeah, it's easier for people to listen to and stuff. Yeah, so... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'm so excited and happy that we had this conversation, which I think is very important. And 
when we share, we hope we, people will get inspired the more and listen and know the kind of work that surrounds you and your locality. Yeah. Amazing. Well, yeah, thank you so much for, for having me. And definitely would be very happy to have a chat with you again after we've launched our, our video project yes, yes. Oh, oh, on Tuesday. It would yeah, be amazing to talk to you again. Definitely. Please find a way to share, share the links with me via email. Uh, yeah, so definitely. I'll, I'll definitely share them on email and everything will be going out on all of you stop aid social media as well. So I know Twitter right. will be probably be a bit hectic on Tuesday because it's World AIDS Day, but I'll definitely share with you um, privately as well. Okay, that's cool. I'll be happy to share with the packed the packed members and colleagues. Amazing, amazing. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So um, this is the end of the podcast. So um, listeners, this is I, I just spoke to Georgie Wallace, who volunteers as a missing medicine officer at Ustop Eight, and we were so glad that she had accepted to speak with us. And my name is Chime Adioha. I work as a communications um, lead at the Pact. Thank you, Georgie. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, thank you.